Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're well and safe wherever you are. As you'll know from recent episodes, we're putting a special focus on the impact of the coronavirus pandemic in these shows, talking to as many people as possible across the international TV business to find out about how they're adapting. Hopefully by sharing these experiences, we can do our little bit to help the industry and those working in it get through. We'd love to share your story, so do get in touch with us via email using the address press at c21media.net or send us a message on Twitter and one of our journalists will come back to you. As anyone who works in TV drama will know, the sector has been booming over the last five years, with demand for scripted series going through the roof as an increasing array of streamers has piled into the space and forced broadcasters to follow suit in order to stay in the game. But now, production has pretty much ground to a halt, with cast and crew unable to work together as social distancing and staying at home have made shooting, particularly on overseas locations, impossible. In the UK, Sky Sci-Fi drama Intergalactic from Moonage Pictures, the company co-founded by a trio of Peaky Blinders exec producers, went on hiatus halfway through its final filming block. Moonage co-founder Frith Tiplady spoke with Michael Pickard, editor of C21's Drama Quarterly magazine, about the decisions that were taken, how the company's dealing with the wider crisis and her expectations about long-term shifts the pandemic may bring to the industry. That's coming up in a moment. But first, Michael also spoke with Simon Crawford Collins, founder of Slim Film and Television and formerly managing director of Kudos, about how the curtain came down prematurely on the company's adaptation of Around the World in 80 Days, starring David Tennant and shooting in South Africa at the time COVID-19 began spreading. The eight-part series is co-produced with France's Federation Entertainment, with others including Palladium Pictures on board the BBC Commission, which France Television, Germany's ZDF and Italy's Rai have also signed up for. Michael started off asking Crawford Collins how he was feeling about the whole enterprise. Hugely frustrating, like it is for so many of us. Um, You know, it's, uh, you know, you work for so many years to get these projects made. And, you know, we we predict a lot of things coming along this couple of these projects, but (laughs) none of us saw this one coming. I mean, can you Uh, tell me sort of, I mean, just how far along you were into production? Yeah, so um, we we were we were we were three weeks into production, and we'd got sort of one one and a bit of episodes uh, shot. So we're shooting four episodes in South Africa and four episodes in Romania, plus other parts around the world. Um, and um, we, uh, yeah, we, we for a while we were thinking that Romania was going to be probably delayed because we had a lot of construction to, to do there and we wouldn't be able to get that going at the current in the current climate but that we were feeling hopeful we would get south africa completed because there were very few cases in south africa and actually they've been very thorough even five was it six weeks ago now that when i first went to south africa they were doing temperature checks of everybody who went in came into the airport which is way, which is more than is happening in Heathrow now. As nobody checked me when I came back in, um, and uh, so we were hoping that we'd get that part done, and it would be one of those nice, neat sort of one bits in the bag, and we'll have a bit of a hiatus and uh, push on to the next. Um, but suddenly, you know, it's amazing the speed with which things can change. So you know, there's a lot of 
you know, there's a lot of confusion, and, and unlike most problems, there's not many. There's nobody to go to and ask the questions. You know, whether you talk to the broadcasters or the embassies or whatever, everyone's going. We don't really know the answer. So was it? Was this? This was obviously something then that you could for kind of foresee coming at some point. Then it's just a case of how how much preparation you could do for this kind of eventual outcome. Yeah, I mean, you just keep on working and hope. I mean, we. Within 48 hours, we went from thinking we would get through it to deciding to shut down. So it's pretty quick. And and in terms of that decision to shut down, I mean, obviously, this is an extraordinary case. But I mean, what kind of implications does that have on on the production in terms of just stopping? What what does that mean in terms of cast and, and crew and, and sets? And, and what, how have you just left things? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question, and and um, you, you know, I mean, we we have very much stopped this as a temporary hiatus. Uh, so we're absolutely, you know, with all cast and crew, fully intending to get going again as soon as we uh, as soon as you know we're allowed to. Um, we are lucky that our the, you know the majority of our cast have got a bit of space afterwards so at the moment we're not looking like a you know like there's going to be a, a, a big clash with their next, next productions um but that is just you know that's that's fortunate we um you know there's no way could, we could have planned for that uh and then yeah we're trying to um we're trying to you know do it as we speak work out uh, the best ways of storing or you know we've obviously got you know thousands of costumes because it's a big period piece and you know we've got offices all set up you know people have, you know some people <laughs> you know got their hotel room still set up it's uh it's a bit you know like the Mary Celeste when people walk out but we're trying to do it in as in as controlled and careful a manner and so that it's ready to get going again as quickly as possible and obviously that means a huge amount of conversations with with so many people involved whether that's um hotel companies that where we had all our bookings for all our cast and crew and talking about you know what we can do to you know move those bookings to later in the year uh with with the studios to you know hold all our sets with location owners to uh talk about you know not coming now but coming back later and you know and generally what we're also saying is that the contracts generally don't really cover this sort of eventuality it's sort of not something that people have been that prepared for so what we yeah and what we're trying to do though is, is ideally never look at contracts but just talk to people as human beings in a, in desperate circumstances and all collectively try and work out the best way of you know resolving the situations and planning for the next step yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, can you look as far ahead as, as when you might hope to resume? Or is that a sort of just a, a pipe dream at the moment in terms no, of... No, no, no. I mean, I think, I think you... Well, from my perspective and from our team's perspective, you have to, because otherwise it's too it's too demoralising, apart <laughs> from everything else. I think there's two things. So a, it's demoralising, and B, I think if we don't plan for how we're going to start up again and when we're going to do that, I think we have, we put ourselves in a position where it makes it really hard to start up again. So uh, we are we've absolutely we're, we're working out a timetable now based on all the information we have on what we think is you know a, a, you know a, re- a positive but realistic restart date, and then alongside that we're working on a, a rolling program if things you know 
keep on, you know, staying as they are, which is just building in those postponements if we need to. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? What does that, what does that mean to people? What does it mean to financially? What does it mean to people who are working in industry and how do they pay for themselves? All these elements. You're trying to work out so many stuff, so many elements we haven't really, um, you know, uh, we haven't really had to sort of plan for before. But um, we've got a lot of, we've got very experienced people on working on our team who have dealt with hiatus before with um you know with ill you know lead cast and and those elements so they are experienced in it um the different the biggest difference is that if you've got an actor who says broken a leg you can be pretty certain that in whatever it is two months time they'll be back in action but we're working on that principle that that you know we've set we're setting a time and then we just have to we'll have to adapt ourselves if that that time frame shifts and it could be it could be that it shifts earlier than we we think uh which you know that um suddenly we we hit the peak of the uh the virus crisis much sooner than expected and everybody starts to get immune to it and that's a lovely thought <laughs> it is. i mean is anyone able to continue working in any way i mean maybe the writers ashley and caleb are they kind of on skype talking about scripts and things yeah or? yeah i mean absolutely i mean for us we are you know we've pretty much completed our scripts on around the world in 80 days um so we are already talking about future series really and future development so you know the, in terms of working with writers uh, it's obviously lovely to be sitting in a room with them, but uh, it is really not a problem. We are incredibly used to uh, working on on Skype and Zoom and, and the rest because, not least, a lot of writers like to work not in the cities and uh, on this and other projects. We have writers working in other countries, and uh, so we're very familiar with that. So actually, from a writer's perspective... Um, you know, it's it's not too bad. It's, it's amazing what you can get done. It's you know, it's the production element is the bit where we none of us have worked out a way yet without getting a couple of hundred people together in a field or a studio, and um, that's the thing that's the the real problem. And just in terms of um, you know your company, Slim Film and Television, and and this kind of virus outbreak. I mean, how has that impacted the business kind of on a on a wider scale beyond just around the world? Yeah, well, I mean, it's um, it's huge. Without the production happening, the so sort of the lifeblood of the company, which is the money coming in for making those shows, uh, just. the tap is just turned off Uh, and so it's a really complicated thing that we have to work out with all uh, you know with everybody between staff and landlords and the like and I don't think there'll be any company that's that's you know immune from that Uh, you know big I've run big companies and I've run small ones like Slim and probably the pinch is felt more immediately when you're at a small company but contrastingly the overheads are massive when you're at a big company and um you know so it's never it's never going to be pain free um and i think it's all going to be now a question of how can we look after everybody as, as best as we possibly can in the circumstances and i think that's it is a discussion that needs to be had really fast, you know, throughout uh, throughout the industry, in- including governments, including you know other sectors like like our landlords and our you know the, the people we you know the tax payments we've got to make, and in order to make sure that that you know not too many individuals get sort of the unfair 
impact of this crisis. That's the thing that we're facing, and you know, is ultimately uh, we're all being separate. We're all sort of separated and 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 you know, slightly isolated by it. Um, but you know, as few people as possible will literally not be able to afford to pay their mortgage or or, you know, go out and buy food. And if they can't pay their mortgage, you know, how do we work with everyone to say, okay, we help you on, you know, on that, is it the mortgage companies? That's why I think this is a, it's such a huge collective effort from everybody to help bear this crisis because, you know, I'm looking at at the perspective of just my industry, but, you know, you look out there at the shops down the street and every other element, you know, every industry is going to be suffering the same type of pain. And I don't, you know, this is feels like a first. I mean, obviously, they, you know, even compared to the giant recessions, if this carries on for much longer, you sort of go, wow, okay, this is going to be quite, this is going to change us all. Um, and, and I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a niche topic in, in the grand scheme of things, but ha- have kind of, you know, the, 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 the wave of industry events that have been cancelled, does that have any effect on you or, or the way you see the industry kind of um, responding in terms of what broadcasters are going to be picking up and commissioning and, and then distributors obviously being able to sell products? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously things like MIP uh, TV and, um, you know, can series and, and uh, you know, series mania and stuff, you know, they're, those are huge sales markets and an enormous amount of business gets done there. Um, having said that, I think there's going to be a massive scramble for material because if a lot of uh, shows aren't getting shot, there's going to be this, um, there's this period when there's not, there's not as much product around as normal, um, you know, and that's going to phase through over the next sort of, I suppose, nine to 12, uh, you know, months. Um, but it does mean there will be, I think there'll be a, a window of business that's closed that we will never hit back up again. Yeah, that'll just gone. This is going to be that hole in the industry. And, um, you know, I just think everyone's going to have to cope with that in different different ways. And I think every single company I know is putting together strategy plans of how to manage this downturn. And I don't think anybody is thinking, oh, well, it's just going to, it's all going to go away and we're going to be bounced back to normal in a matter of weeks. Could, I mean, could this be, everyone's talked about, you know, there being a drama bubble for the last five, six, seven years. I mean, could this be something that kind of bursts the bubble or, or is that a kind of slightly different topic maybe that has, has a different conversation? Yeah, I don't think it will burst the bubble in that respect. I think the demand for people to watch great drama and have uh, areas to escape to is just going to be uh, pushed even harder by this this crisis. I think it's just going to, uh, you know, it reminds us that, that humans want entertaining. Uh, so I think the the appetite for drama is going to be as big as ever. I think that the the, the big question will be is you know can all the companies survive it? And I think we were all looking at a, a an arena where probably the number of independent production companies was potentially unsustainable um and so you know i'm sure there'll be some companies that that don't weather it and that will be heartbreaking for those people who've you know will have worked you know massively hard and 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 had those their sort of chances taken away by something that is completely out of their control you know how much that that comes to fruition i think will totally depend on how long does this situation carry on for you know, if it's a matter of you know a couple of months, I think most people will be feeling the pain but getting through it. If it goes on longer, then 
it's going to be uh, it's going to be complicated for everybody. Yeah, and, and I mean, can you look at what potential long-term effects might be on the industry? Is it going to be obviously a shortage of, of product in the in the short term as we kind of I guess come up to the end of the year when um, you know things that would be filming now would be expected to kind of come onto air? Yeah. Is that just going to be a knock-on effect and, and things will be delayed, or do you see the the, the long-term effects sort of going longer than that? I mean, I think there'll there'll always be a bump in the road. Uh, at the you know, as you say, probably from around about the end of this year, which is interestingly, you know, uh, eighty days was due to be delivered for Christmas, uh, which was a tight schedule anyway, and so that's that's going to be you know super challenging uh, unless we start super very soon. Um, the the production capacity of the of countries could probably uh, accommodate a you know a. a a sort of bubble in production to an extent, but not a lot, particularly at the end of high-end drama. Most of the countries you work at, everyone who's at the top of their tree and is really good is, is working pretty much all the time anyway. So there is not the capacity to suddenly make an extra 50% more drama early next year. So there will be that hole of projects that's not uh, that doesn't get made, and and you have to hope that some people won't you know leave the industry and you know as a result of it, but. I think the truth is at the moment is that people are generally, you know, there are not a lot of other options. It's not like it's just affecting one industry and people will go, oh, I'm going to leave that and go somewhere else, do something differently. Pretty much every every industry is uh, is in the same boat, I think. Yeah, I think it's very hard at the moment to predict the, um, the long term. Actually, sharing information with people is really useful yeah. because otherwise we all work in our little bubbles and we don't know what everybody else is doing. And um, it's really it's great to know how I'd, I'd I'd love to know how other producers are faring. Things like insurance is a really confusing. Everyone there seems to be different stories. Some people think they're fine and insured for everything. Other people saying not insured for a penny. You know how broadcasters going to react. These are all things I think we're going to need to talk about collectively and openly in order to come through it and not in order for one company to steal a march on another but just really so that we are you know we're all having a grown-up conversation about how how we protect our industry how we protect individuals and um how we bounce back from this in the least damaged state and i think communicating and being open is is vital to that Slim Film and television founder Simon Crawford Collins talking with Michael Pickard. As mentioned at the top of the show, Michael also spoke with Frith Tiplady, co-founder of Moonage Pictures, producer of dystopian sky street racing drama Curfew, and now Intergalactic, a sci-fi action series following a crew of fierce female convicts who break free and go on the run in space. Intergalactic was also forced to shut down following a six-month shoot, leaving it just 12 days away from wrapping production. Michael asked Tip Lady how events unfolded. Each day we sort of tried to implement things, but, you know, I think it just became clear that, one, we weren't going to finish, um, and two, you know, people started getting really anxious and needing to get home, and, you know, you couldn't really stage a scene with loads of extras in it if the government's telling you to keep away from people you know so it's been really tough and then then i have another show on in prep that we've gone on hiatus and um we're just still deciding how long that hiatus needs to be i guess that's the problem isn't you don't you don't know when i mean you, you obviously want to plan for a return at some point but with the view that you might have to push that back again yeah, 
exactly. And you don't want to muck people around. On the other hand, you know, I'm aware that to put people on hiatus essentially means to stop their jobs and stop their finances. So that's also, you're trying to find a mid-ground, really. It's really hard. And it, then, then it's sort of forecasting forward. Because, you, you know, weirdly, we're, we're a show that is insured against it. But then you, you're then left in a sort of strange world in which... Your cast are covered if you've got it, but they haven't got it. But it, the right thing to do is to shut down, you know. So, but that leaves huge financial exposure, which the broadcasters are being amazing about and pretty supportive about each decision. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a bit strange, really. And I really feel for the freelancers that suddenly, you know, as productions, you've got no choice but to terminate them with a week's notice, and suddenly they've got no money and they're in this situation. It's sort of horrendous is, is there anything you've been able to do to support them or are you looking to support them in in sort of various ways as well yeah i mean i suppose time-wise like, we were sort of fairly lucky in the fact that intergalactic was about to finish anyway so we've we've got most of those contracts and the, 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 the prep and the other show was quite early doors so we just stopped taking people on so i've sort of mitigated it as much as i can but yeah it's not fundamentally you've got no choice if you want to stand up the show again at some other point so i think what's the concern is it's such a boom time for people the last three years four years there's a whole generation of crew that have never been out of work i think anyone who's been in the industry sort of 10 years plus has had rough times like the early 2000s were very quiet so you know i think we've had conversations about crewing issues you know and it's like eight years ago everyone left because there wasn't enough drama and you can't imagine that now so you know i think for anybody 30s and below this is going to be a bit of a shock uh, and when I guess with Intergalactic, when it's on hiatus like this, with, with just a little bit to go, I mean, how have you left things? Then I guess uh, is everything kind of just left and uh, kind of frozen in time and ready for you to just pick up again when you, well, whenever you can get back? Right, we, we sort of made the decision on Monday that we wouldn't. We were out on location and we 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 sort of escalated rap really quickly. And because each the fact is each show is going to be completely different. Um, Intergalactic has particularly large sets that we, one, stopped building because um, it was clear we weren't going to get to them. And secondly, started de-rigging quicker than we planned. So we, we did what we could, but it's clear that we're not going to be wrapped out, clearly. It's going to be stopped in the next day or so. But this is the thing. I can have a chat with you now, and then two days' time, it's going to be completely different, isn't it? So, yeah, essentially, things will be left, just left. So we'll have to make a decision about how come back. I mean, the other challenge will be is how you judge when things are right to come back, how confident you'll be that you can stand up and stay stood up. And I suppose the other challenge is going to be all these productions are going to go at one time. So that even if, I, you know, the, the show I've got in prep is, a, is only an 11-week show, are those crew going to come back for that if there's a six-month show in the offering? You know, so I think standing up again is going to be very tough. I think the other thing, the challenge, a lot of what happened last week was about getting international cast on planes before borders shut, which is a sort of extraordinary sentence to say. You know, we're an industry that relies on people wanting to work away from home. And I wonder whether fundamentally something like this might just shift people's heads and not want to do it. I mean, do, do you think then that kind of this is kind of 
a big shift going to be there is going to be a big shift in the drama world because of this and this bubble that we've been kind of waiting to see uh, if it ever bursts is this kind of that point or do you think this is a different kind of conversation that we're going to be having I guess it's a different conversation the irony is everybody's going to be trapped inside watching telly and they're going to they're going to have watched it all and you know everybody's subscriptions are going to go up so actually people are going to be wanting more content at the end of this Mm. so um, and people are going to be watching Netflix and Sky and Amazon and iPlayer and seeing what else is there to watch so I don't think that appetite's going to go away I think it'll be interesting to see how we stand up again I think the community in the way that production companies are talking together broadcasters are talking together making sure that when we do stand up as i say there's not just a rush for everybody actually do it in a measured way um and then it will be interesting to see how much if if it affects crew and their want desire to be near home more i don't know it's um that might be interesting i think so, so yeah, so it's it's not going to be a conversation about how much drama is being produced. It's it's how it's produced and and where and and the people, I guess, taking part in that process. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, undoubtedly, there's going to be a financial hit along the way. That said, because there are going to be shows that aren't stood up again, and there are going to be shows that are then shelved because people are going to have to make choices. Is they're going to have to uh, support? give a bit more support to some shows and a bit less to others but i think that's just got to happen but i think that's going to be a short-term thing i mean then the, you know you've got the third problem which is as a company you know we're quite lucky in our, our stages um you know we've been going for two years we've got a lot of scripts at that sort of final stage so actually for us development can keep moving on at quite a sort of focus pace from remote working so i i hope that means that when the you know dust settles and we are able to go back to work we will have projects that people really want i can see if we were a company in a slightly different part of our cycle i don't know quite how you'd make it through this so that's the other challenge i think sadly there are going to be redundancies in our industry as much as anybody else's and bankruptcies they're just will be just through the nature of cash flow and i don't see how the government interventions really you know they they're more towards the restaurant business and so on which quite rightly you know business rates don't really apply to you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just i don't know that's the other challenge if this was a six-month thing if it's a three-month thing it's a different you know i think that's that's the challenge and you mentioned, you know, with those projects you've got in development, I mean, how are you then kind of speaking to writers and are writers still writing, I guess, with all this time they've now got at home? Yeah. Um, I mean, how are you managing yeah. that? Yeah, you know, we had a, our development, our weekly development meeting with 10 of us on Zoom, so that was quite like an alternative Brady Bunch. It's very funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I actually think that can be really focused and keep going, you know, in a way, the technology developments in the last few years mean that remote working has become pretty good anyway. So, you know, script editors are really used to being on Skype calls with writers for hours on end. So whilst it's not desirable, it's definitely we definitely can keep going with all of that stuff. 
and, and probably need more so. I think the things that uh, writers struggle with the most is is the, the fact that they're by themselves most of the time anyway. So the fact that self, everyone else is self-isolating is probably a, an interesting thing. Moonage Pictures co-founder Frith Tip Lady talking with Michael Pickard, editor of C21's Drama Quarterly magazine. You can read that interview, the one with Simon Crawford Collins and many others at dramaquarterly.com. And there'll be plenty more from those featuring in the podcast in the coming weeks. But that's all for today's show. Remember, if you'd like to share your story of coping with COVID-19 with the international TV industry, email us at press at c21media.net and one of our journalists will get back to you or send us a message on Twitter. We'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, visit dramaquarterly.com for recommendations on all the shows you should be binging on in isolation at home over the weekend. Enjoy those, stay safe, and thanks for listening. (laughs) 